2: and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: An Erio's
4: original. I was born with a special gift the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself, not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am, I am. The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the disastrous opening of Disneyland. Here's what you need to know.
0: Walt Disney will step forward to read The Dedication of
4: Disneyland.
5: Yay! To all who come to
4: this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you.
3: No matter how your heart is breathing.
4: began clearing 160 acres of orange groves in Anaheim, California, to make way for an amusement park, Walt Disney and his beloved films such as Snow White, Pinocchio, Peter Pan, Dumbo, Bambi, Cinderella were already household names. Since his childhood days at Kansas City's nearby attraction, Electric Park, Walt had dreamt of his own magical amusement park. When he became a father. Walt would spend his Saturdays with his young daughters at local parks, but he often found himself bored after an hour or two. He wanted to create an amusement park where both children and adults could spend an entire day exploring and having fun together. Post-World War II seemed like a perfect time to introduce a theme park in California. There was a growing American middle class who could afford automobiles and had more leisure time than ever before. But a theme park wasn't an obvious choice for financial investors. At the time, most world fairs and carnivals weren't quite family friendly, with a reputation of being dirty and run down. Unlike the typical amusement park, Disney wanted a polished, perfectly manicured design that would rely on storytelling and optical tricks used in filmmaking to transport guests to a completely different time and place. Walt Disney's vision was strange and unproven, but with a sketch of the park by artist Herb Ryman, he was able to secure a $9 million bank loan, supplemented by $5 million in loans from ABC. After only one year of construction, Disneyland was set to open in the summer of 1955, with an invitation-only opening event on July 17th. During the opening ceremonies, Walt Disney dedicated the park to, quote, The people of the world, young and old, with a dream in their hearts. Following Disney's speech, a massive parade led by Disney characters such as Cinderella, Dumbo, Pluto, the Mad Hatter, and Sleeping Beauty marched down Main Street and into the theme park's four different realms. Adventureland featured its star attraction, the Jungle Cruise, where guests piled aboard such riverboats as the Amazon Belle, Ganges Gal, and Nile Princess for a spine tingling ride past wild hippos, elephants, and crocodiles, all plastic replicas. Frontierland evoked the open wilderness, and guests could explore Davy Crockett's museum, a Native American village, and a golden horseshoe saloon by way of stagecoach, wagon, and walking trails. Tomorrowland was dedicated to the future of the space age and featured the attractions Rocket to the Moon, Astro Jets, and Autopia. And Fantasyland opened with Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Dumbo the Flying Elephant, The Mad Tea Party, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan's Flight, and the King Arthur Carousel. But as guests continued to flood into the park, what began as a simple press event turned into a Disney disaster. While 15,000 tickets were delivered to studio employees, film stars, civic and business officials, press, and their children, counterfeit tickets, led to a swarming crowd of nearly 30,000 on one of the hottest July days on record in Anaheim. Traffic was backed up for seven miles on the Santa Ana Freeway, refreshment stands sold out of food and drink, and by early evening, Disney police had assisted in reuniting 15 lost children with their parents. Because of the heat and last-minute construction, women's high heels sunk into the soft asphalt. Most of Main Street was not completed, and of the rides that were operational, many of them malfunctioned early in the day. The Mark Twain steamboat nearly capsized from too many passengers aboard. The biggest scare was a small gas leak underneath the castle, which briefly lit up in flames animator Ollie Johnston recalled, quote, Kids were crying and suffocating, and I was about to quit the studio at that point. It was such a mess, I went home and watched it on television. It was nip and tuck, but we made it, sighed Walt Disney at the end of the day. I don't expect the place will ever be finished. That's what I like about it, that it will always be growing. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Disneyland was built on what was a 160-acre orange grove of approximately 11,000 orange trees. The theme park cost $17.5 million to build over the course of one year, using 2,400 workers and designers for an estimated 85,000 hours of labor. Most of Disneyland was built in 5-8 scale, creating an optical illusion that makes buildings and attractions appear farther away, closer, larger, or smaller than reality. The highly anticipated opening day festivities, including the dedication and a parade, were covered by ABC with a 90-minute live special, Dateline Disneyland. 90 million viewers watched the coverage of the theme park's opening. Today, Disneyland hosts more than 18 million visitors a year who spent close to $3 billion. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is just a delicious treat, Amanda Lund. She's Allow back.
3: Me. I'm so happy to be back. Do, do you even remember me? They do.
4: They do. They, they really do. They do. ask for you all they the time. They
5: write about <laughs> you. <laughs> We've I'm not really, upset about it. I don't know if you've listened <laughs> to any episodes, Amanda, but this show's really gone off the rails.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, I have to say, I'm I'm flattered, and I'm so happy to be back. Well, Amanda, you're the perfect guest
4: for this. Those are my puppies. They're mm-hmm. so riled up to have you on the show. Because not only are you a SoCal girl, but you actually used to
3: work at Disney. Yeah, so I grew up in Long Beach, which is about, you know, 20 minutes from Anaheim where Disneyland is. And working at Disney is kind of like a rite of passage in a way. You know, I feel like a lot of people, especially young people, would at least have some sort of summer job there. Because they do, like they employ so many people. But I was one of the characters. (gasps) Um, So I, I was... That's right, guys. I was a Disney princess. Yeah.
5: Wow.
0: That's <laughs> we amazing. love
3: it. We 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 know it. We can see it. We love it.
0: Many different princesses, or were you one particular?
3: I was the trifecta. So I was um Cinderella, of course, Princess Aurora, aka Sleeping Beauty, and Ariel, the little wow. mermaid. So wow. those were my three gals. And then on a special occasion, I did play this is a deep cut for you. Disney freaks out there. Megara from Hercules.
0: Oh, wow. Very.
3: Yeah. I'm sure there are a bunch of people out there that, you know, Disney gets around. People know Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Hercules, one of the lesser loved movies, but one of my favorites. Um, So
0: I have a question for you, Amanda, just related to this, because we were reading some of the details about this opening. And they said that after the big uh, speech that Walt Disney gave, a bunch of characters from the films led everyone into the park and in my mind is like i i have this picture that like all the og like Cinderellas. so it's like a picture of like the original actor who played that role in like the disneyland break room is that true or
3: um uh, it was actually me oh <laughs> wow i am you look great for your age <laughs> yeah oh you like yeah there's a big shrine to the original the superhero. original
0: princess yeah
3: Yeah. No, you you know, I'm not even sure. I've got to look into this and see who were these original women. I feel like they were just like waltz, like nieces or something, probably playing the princesses. But you know, what's funny is that that was an actual shift. Um, When I worked at Disneyland, they had the opening shifts. You'd have to get there super early. And when guests would wait at the front gate, the characters would be there. So when, if you're at Disneyland that early, I don't know if they still do this. When the gates open, all the characters would be there. And we'd literally just like walk with the guests down main street. And it was so magical because there's, there's no one there. It's empty. Mm. You're just walking down this beautiful main street with like, you know, you'll hold the hand of a little kid and you're just like skipping down main street. And I can only imagine the excitement of the very first time Disneyland opened their doors to the public yeah. because yeah. I still get that thrill every time I walk through those gates. Sure. Amazing. So the,
4: What am I going to say here, Amanda?
5: You can go anywhere with this one. My question was—I have a few questions, but maybe we should jump into the
4: topic. I I was going to say we have—we didn't the 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 brain. My brain was processing how I haven't asked you what you're alarmed about these days. But oh,
3: oh, uh, God! I mean.
5: It's it's too bad, really, because we were in such a I wonderful know. place. We were warm. Yeah, we were yeah. in a happy place. And it's just it's my job to and... make
4: sure we're always... You
5: just got to bring us down.
4: Exactly. at a. I don't
3: want I get... us to be at a 10 of happiness all the time. Mm-hmm. I just it's like I right now, because I am so in the mental space of like entering the gates of Disneyland, mm-hmm. what is alarming me is the current lengths of the lines
5: mm-hmm. oh, at wow. theme parks you and really specifically
3: Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I am and because that is one thing. And the other thing I have to say, and this is just me being nitpicky, because as you can tell, I am a Disneyland fan. And yeah. I don't know. Are, are you guys? You're yes. Not really th- you Yes. Big time. You are. OK. Love it. Okay, but Rebecca and Chris, I you don't strike me as like let's you know go we're, to Disneyland. We're today. not Disney people, and even I'm from
4: Florida, and I have a lot of Disney World people in my life in Florida, mm-hmm. big fans, but we just never got. Into it, I, I I think that's something like maybe as a kid, if your parents are into it as well, mm. then then you kind of go with it, but yeah. maybe not.
5: Well, look, I mean, Rebecca created the podcast, the Alarmist podcast, right? <laughs> and so I think you know, if we had a motto. Or if we had a personal motto too, this sort of it wouldn't be. It's a small world. It would be. It's a big and complicated world. Mm. And so I'd I'd like to go on that ride. (laughs) Oh my god!
3: The alarmist version of Small World. How (laughs) frightening would that be?
5: We have to keep our eye on on the big and complicated world, so that all these youngsters. Can like you two, um, can go and enjoy your your day and of fun in the sun. <laughs> I, I, that's sort of where we we are at. I think.
4: You know what? Uh, what a big thing about Disney is it gives me anxiety. Really, a, a trip to Disney is anxiety filled for me because all I can think about is wait times. You know how they have all of the wait mm. times. Like, There's an out app for front? it now. Yeah. Well. Yes, but I I would spend my time trying to plan out when was the best time to to do the rides. And for a person like me, it's just a lot of stress. It's
3: It's so much. And that's kind of what I was saying about the lines that are actually alarming me because I feel like, yes, A, they're getting longer. I actually don't love the technology being integrated. I understand why they're doing it. But at the same time, I hate having to go on my phone to buy a corn dog. Oh. And you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just like, let me just like tell you, give me You just, me right. corn you just want Gaston school.
5: to walk up holding two in his forearm, <laughs> on, on his forearms and hand them to you. And you just open your mouth and take a big old honking yes, bite. Yes.
3: that's I just want to eat, yeah, a corn dog out of Gaston's mouth. Is that a crime? <laughs>
0: that's the adult side of the theme park that many people don't know about, but it's there. Yeah,
4: (laughs) I hope we get there because just thinking about, um, sharing a corn dog with another human being, we don't know anymore Mm. in a post. Are we in a post pandemic world? We're still in a pandemic world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very hopeful, Amanda. Mm -hmm. I really hope we do. Mm
3: -hmm. I I hope so too. And I'll tell you, it's worth it for those corn dogs. I mean, Clayton, you know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you fought with some Dole Whip. Oh god. Ah,
3: that's <laughs> oh. literally I went to Disney. And the thing is I'm spoiled. So when I go to Disney, I still have yes connections that work there. So I get <laughs> oh, high. Go. I get signed in for free, you guys. I'm Whoa. not paying for a ticket. Sleepy, so I don't feel the sneezy. pressure of I, I have to go on <laughs> yeah, sneezy.
5: <laughs> Chris is
3: so old school with his Disney references. <laughs>
5: What are you talking about? That's a, that's a, A it's not old school. It's a classic.
3: It's a classic. Yeah, Yeah. it is. But yeah, so I'm not having to feel the pressure of going on every single ride. I'm like, let me pop in. I went when I was like nine months pregnant and I got a corn dog and I got a dole whip and I think I went to the tiki room and then just like wandered home and it was perfect.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I will say uh, not to, but my, my, I think the best, disney trick is you get the season pass right yeah. because it takes the pressure off mm-hmm. of having to do everything just right? commit
4: to the past get yes the,
5: get the season pass and then you know what you have that in your back pocket at any point you could say you know what if we don't do this today we can always mm-hmm. come back again mm-hmm. sometime.
4: but guys now, i ha- yes. yes i i have really um scary news for you oh boy what's oh that no. it was not always a Wonderland, mm. like we're discussing well, what about do you right mean? now.
5: Could you expand on that?
4: Look, I'm getting as as I was researching this episode, I was getting some Fire Festival vibes here. I mean, mm. oh, yes, and
3: Woodstock, right? Because yes. of the asphalt, I was yes. like, Walt, no, the asphalt. We know it's death for an event.
0: Right. Even <laughs> Disney is not immune to these simple mistakes. Mm. No,
4: and it didn't have the the glorious start we might think. Mm. It was. It wasn't just like open those gates like Amanda was. And and Amanda was waiting for you. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a little rocky day one.
5: Also action park vibes too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A fire
3: at the castle. I mean.
0: Right. Disney's so, you know, like they are such perfectionists. You know, they they really control, Mm -hmm. like their quality control is so intense. And this is, there's just like too many moving factors. A live park with like people. Like, you can do all the organizing you want, but there's just going to be some amount of chaos, which is why this is going to be fun to talk about.
4: Yes. So why don't we start by putting up on the board the counterfeit tickets? I can't believe this. Who would dare? (laughs) (laughs) Says the person who never pays for a ticket to get into Disney. It was was Sneezy. Sneezy was
0: making the tickets and making money on the side.
4: Um, Okay, this is according to Designing Disney. The event did not go smoothly. The park was overcrowded as the by invitation only affair was plagued with counterfeit tickets. Only 11,000 people were expected to show up. But by mid afternoon, over 28,000 ticket holders were heading for the Disneyland, causing unprecedented traffic jams. Mm. What a nightmare. WDW Magazine said counterfeit tickets were widespread, which caused the 15,000 planned attendance to nearly double traffic to drive to the parking lot outside of Disneyland was backed up for seven miles and arriving at the gate took so long that a number of guests hopped out of their cars on the highway to go to the bathroom.
0: Yikes. Oh my that God. gives me immediate
5: anxiety. Yeah. I really yeah. relate to that. I really I would, do.
3: I would just go in my car, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to? I, I
4: think that's
5: what trunks are for, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> the extra guests caused cast members to struggle to balance occupancy of attractions, which led the, to lengthy Uh, ride breakdowns and reports of overcrowding one such overcrowding incident the media highlighted when reporting on opening day was the mark twain riverboat which at times took on water due to the weight of so many guests forcing their way on board
5: i didn't know i didn't know mark twain was a fictional disney character i always thought he was a real writer that's pretty good i would say of walt disney to come up with that kind of character
3: and can, write all those books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and write all
5: those books to create that fiction. That is like he's really committed. Honestly, he's committed. Yeah. maybe I am a Disney person. That is like really impressive.
0: <laughs> you should go.
4: But I, can you just imagine these people just like hopping on the logs?
0: Just yeah. Where was the staff to way? be like? No, don't. Too many people.
3: You it know, was no day one. one. Was they probably weren't trained. Right. Yeah, that's so so crazy. And I I will say though, a true Disney fanatic would pay so much money to go back and experience the chaos Mm. of this opening day. (laughs) Because there's a novelty when you go on a ride, like you go on Space Mountain or the Haunted Mansion and the ride breaks down, you just win the lotto. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's stuck there with
0: the animatronics.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because sometimes they'll turn the lights on and you get to look around and see sort of, you know like all the little inner workings of stuff oh. so i just feel like it actually would be really i wouldn't like to go back because i'd be too scared of the crowds and like i don't want to be on that boat if it was going to sink or something but plus the I risk do think of the there... time
5: the tra- time travel i think is pretty high
3: <laughs> i and i sure like walt <laughs> didn't even realize the demand to get into the park so right. like who would think that there'd be counterfeit tickets
5: you think I... walt was like wallowing like nobody's gonna come
4: <laughs> yeah you think he had anxiety about people showing up where <laughs> he was
3: like yeah hope, he- so, hope people get here yeah like to his birthday party yeah <laughs> and he probably just didn't know how starved these people were for mm-hmm. or disney just a- a- entertainment
5: Gosh, um you, he really yeah. tapped into something didn't he but but that's a good point i i think when a, it's like it's like when you're watching a play and and the, one of the one of the actors um you know uh forgets a line or something or mm-hmm. gets like pukes everywhere. You're like, Oh wow. That probably wasn't supposed to happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you glad you saw it?
5: Yeah. You're like, it's a good story. Nobody's seen this show.
4: <laughs> um, I, I'm struck by how, um, post world war two Disneyland is the idea of Disneyland. You know, it's like, we just went through two wars, a depression, um, we're finally like we have a little joy. bit of uh, money in our bank accounts and people are just going wild.
5: So how would we categorize that to put on the board? Would we say like um, Disney de- uh, deprivation? Uh, up until that point, it had, they had been deprived of An- their Disneyland.
3: Entertainment dep- or, or like a,
4: a thirst for entertainment. Oh,
3: pool. yeah. What's it called when I? there's that term for like places? Oh, like entertainment desert. Ooh. You know how they say they call something like a food desert where yeah, like, yeah. you know, don't have access to like, you know, produce and stuff. So maybe there's something like, yeah, entertainment desert.
4: Yes. Sure.
5: sure.
3: People were ready for it. And it, it was such
4: a big sensational thing. I think we should also put this Dateline Disney broadcast that... Was happening on day one. Mm. So, this is the Disneyland st- from the Disneyland story, Sam Genoey. Industrial labor relations expert Van Franz speculated that July 17, 1955, was selected as the date for the grand opening because of the production schedule of the television show rather than the construction schedule on the site. He said it would take one year hmm. to plan and execute such a complex show for an expected audience of 90 million, 90 million. Wow. They were limited to a day that the Disneyland television show was scheduled to be broadcast and mid-July was the last possible date for capitalizing on the summer tourist season.
5: Oh, there you go. There's another thing you can blame is summer tourism. hmm You can blame. That's uh, like, so you're renovating fun. your house summer and you're fun. like, I'm moving in on this date regardless of what that they're done, right? Right. Well, that was like yeah. what the Sochi Olympics in Russia, right? They weren't even ready for <laughs> yeah. us. And they were like buildings made of drywall that like the athletes had to stay. Right.
4: In. I mean, again, fire festival.
5: <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. th- this was
4: not as big of a disaster. I feel like Walt Disney really did have the skills to pull this one off. But that like last minute, you know putting the asphalt on the ground
5: (laughs) well it's like king tv like tv is king you know like they had to get it in this broadcast window Mm -hmm. so maybe we uh blame television the television the power of of television Mm. and
0: i would imagine Walt disney and their you know they work in the tv and film world so they would defer to that rather than being like no the park's not ready like they're just like no we'll be ready for your broadcast
3: Yeah. Which in a way I understand because that's how I work. I always need a deadline. So a lot of times I'll set a deadline and then I procrastinate until the last minute. Sure. (laughs) Um, Like when I used to edit the alarmist episodes, I'd always be doing it on Monday for the Tuesday release. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I loved having that deadline. But in a way, I think it's kind of admirable that they you know pushed through to make this happen and yeah did the castle light on fire it did but <laughs> as far as we know no one died i think no. just yeah. a couple pair pairs of heels got ruined that's yes. right and a few kids got lost but they eventually yes, reunited so just a rite of passage uh, honestly a rite of passage to get lost at disneyland did you ever get lost at disney Oh yeah, the opening of Toontown was not unlike the opening of Disneyland <laughs> and I was there and I went through I got separated from my family. I took a detour through um in Mickey's house. Okay. <laughs> Amanda's always for a, looking for house, house interior design ideas. <laughs> I was, yeah, I wanted to go see the bedroom. What do you done with the bedroom? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was probably on my own for like a half hour. Found, you know, if you ever get lost, you find a mom and you just go hold that mom's hand. That mom will take care of you. <laughs> she that will.
5: conflicts with the it's don't talk idea. to strangers policy, too, to me in my mind. But I guess yeah. But if you're is-
3: gonna talk to a stranger, talk to a mom. Talk yeah, to I a mom. I yeah. agree
5: with that a hundred percent.
3: It's a good instinct.
0: I love now, that you were separated for a half. Like, it sounds like you were having a good time being separated for like the first half of it. And then <laughs> sounds like a break, a family break, yeah. really. <laughs> like Mickey will take care of me.
4: <laughs> um, I also want to put up on the board our listener suggestion. Uh, Melissa H 820 said Walt himself. Throw him up on the board. And his execs trying to meet a deadline when the park wasn't red- ready. Sadly, execs still make those same exact mistakes today. Melissa's well, not wrong. I read in uh, Disney, designing Disney.com, During the event, Walt Disney didn't know about all the things that were going wrong. His attention was consumed by the Dateline Disneyland live broadcast. It wasn't until the following day that he became aware via press accounts of what had happened.
5: It's amazing, right? I think, you know, it depends on where the cameras are pointing. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: Can we just talk about how 90 million people tuned in for the opening of Disneyland? When was the last time 90 people did anything together on television? I don't even think the Super Bowl gets half of that.
5: 90 million. Uh, really? Not,
3: not since streaming services. Right. Right. Now we're all watching, you know, like a million shows.
5: <laughs> uh, 90, pe- 90 million people tuned in for that Battle of the Sexes tennis uh, match.
4: But that was like oh. what year?
5: 1973.
4: Okay. I'm saying like recently.
5: I know. I'm just, I just, Googled. I don't think that would happen. <laughs> I don't, I really. No, it won't.
4: Well, um, Let's put the Rush Construction up on the board. Um. This is according to WDW. While well, Chris is Chris, keep seeing if you can uh, mm. find out when. Uh, how many people tuned into the Super
1: Bowl?
0: Or maybe like an Olympics year. opening? Or, yeah. Would that be? Oh
4: yeah, an Olympics opening. Um. Again, this WDW magazine with the ABC program promoting the project on national television and investors waiting for their returns. Construction had to be rushed to reach the company's concrete. Uh, pro- projected opening day. another consequence of rushed construction was found in the park's concrete, some of which was poured so close to the opening that it did not have time to fully set. As a result, women who were who wore heels to the park during its opening sometimes found themselves sinking in the concrete while other guests who sat on benches, Found their seats sinking slightly as well. Wow! <laughs>
3: Can we just all take a minute to imagine wearing heels yes. to Disneyland? I was
0: just <laughs> thinking that that is a real commitment for a day walking around. Doesn't That's, that seem exhausting for your poor your, feet? Your
3: feet would be covered in blood. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: covered
4: in The fifties were crazy for women. I they know. truly
3: my, were. Gender roles. I mean, just were. imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i bow down i know but actually disney still has one day a year called dapper days where people dress up in like 1950s you know fashionable clothes and the ladies wear little hats you know you can imagine the type of Mm -hmm. person who wants. and i think they might even yeah like wet the concrete so you get that same experience (laughs) sinking. sinking
0: Did you have to wear like you know glass slipper slipper heels as Cinderella, or were they much more functional so that you weren't in pain?
3: You guys know what exactly what I'm talking about when I say I was wearing character shoes, yes, character heels. You know, it's like this type of like little spray painted silver character heels. So they were actually really really comfortable. Okay. Yes, that's you're talking about a two maybe a two inch heel, and it's yeah yeah, at most. most. I think you could go a little higher, but I was keeping it low. But yeah, we did. We were wearing heels. Now, I find this really interesting. This is according to Disney historian
4: Dirk Libby. Several attractions that were part of Disneyland's opening day are still with us today. Autopia, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and the storybook Canal Boats, then called Canal Boats of the World, were all there on day one. However, not all the attractions survived their first contact with crowds. Attractions like Rocket to the Moon and Peter Pan's Flight – broke down on the first day. Dumbo the Flying Elephant and the Casey Jr. Circus train were supposed to be day one attractions, but both would be closed on July 17 and would open a short time later once they were actually ready. The worst problem, however, came when the Mark Twain riverboat was filled to capacity. The boat essentially sank in the lagoon (laughs) and reportedly took half an hour to get the boat back on track. Work on Disneyland was being done right up until the minute that television cameras started filming. And maybe that's why there was a gas leak that forced the closure of Fantasyland, Adventureland, and Frontierland for a few hours. The leak caused
3: the flames near Sleeping Beauty's castle. Uh, So I have something to put up on the board. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, Okay, you guys helped me phrase this, but something about Walt's priorities being in the wrong place. He was more concerned with image. And mm. sort of like having more rather than making sure what was open was actually functional. So maybe it's something like like raw priorities in the wrong place. Mm.
0: Or like image over fu- function or yeah, brand, brand over function.
3: Yeah, that could be
4: good. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just thinking about Disney and how image conscious it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's like very grandiose. Everything is made to look bigger and farther or something it's it's
3: like or small yeah
0: they built it very specifically
3: well well it's a all you know it's um it's a, all like a consuming, like it's like it's truly it's like you're walking into a fantasy land. Like mm-hmm. it is all about the visceral experience, even as far as like you walk in and you're smelling those corn dogs um, and you're smelling the popcorn. It's just like really piquing all of your senses. And the other thing with Disney, I don't know if this is how it was when they first opened, but you can't see anything outside of the park. So you know when you go to like Universal Studios or Magic Mountain, it's like you can like. like. Like see the parking garage off in the distance, like Disney, you three sixty up and down. You're just immersed. It's immersive. That's the word I was. Yeah, sorry, I haven't been podcasting in a while. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit rusty, Um, but yeah, it's super immersive. So I I wonder if that was part of it. Like he wanted, yeah, he put image before function. I think that would be good. That's good, and and a true lesson now. I know that we have to
4: start knocking things off the list soon, but I, b- I want to put up Plumber's strike. This is tell me about it. This is like real insider here. Uh, WDW Magazine said the company ran into a number of issues with vendors and third-party contractors that made finishing the park by mid-July 1955 even more difficult. A local plumber strike caused a number of issues during construction with limited plumbers available to work on the park. Disney had to decide which areas of plumbing were necessities for opening day and which areas could be completed later doesn't feel like Mm, a great idea but continues Mm. the outcome of the plumber strike ultimately resulted in limited drinking fountains around the park and long lines for restrooms as not enough of them were built by the time july came around some media outlets even accused disney executives of intentionally limiting water fountains so that guests would be forced to buy drinks in the park hmm hey uh Uh uh-huh that would be bad valley times july 4th 1955 uh wrote a plumbing industry shutdown is expected in southern california tomorrow following a strike for higher pay in the san fernando valley and in orange county the striking afl plumbers have demanded a 12 and a half cent an hour wage increase immediately Another five cents on January 1st and an additional one cent starting on that day. Imagine those demands. Like (laughs) 12 cents. I want to know how much.
0: Yeah. How much did a corn dog cost back then? That's what I want to know if that's the wages that they were demanding. (laughs)
3: Question. Like five cents for a corn dog? Imagine how many corn dogs, how many corn dogs I could get.
0: Because like now they're like twenty dollars, which seems crazy for like a corn dog. I, I'm I'm making that up, but it, I know. think
3: they're probably like eleven fifty. Yeah.
0: which seems like a lot of money for just a corn dog, you know?
3: Absolutely, but it's a big corn dog though.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're there. It's
0: justified. We get it.
4: Amanda is so pro Disney, like. nothing nothing you can say can bring disney down Mm
0: -hmm. i mean this is what i'll say about by what i love about disney and what i think is truly unique about it is that it really is like when you go to disney compared to another theme park like every ride it's not just about like the ride it's about the story like every ride Mm -hmm. tells a story and it's not about you know there's not a lot of like big roller coasters that are trying to like you know g-force and figure out it's like you are immersed and it feels like really inclusive and you kind of get lost in the magic versus just like the scare of going on a big roller coaster you know
3: Mm -hmm. totally but i will say that disney on a crowded day can really suck especially Mm -hmm. a hot crowded day so so that's why like clayton and i know it's like you go on a wednesday when it's raining (laughs) or you go on like super bowl sunday okay Mm -hmm. but uh, that's why i would probably would not want to attend opening day back in nineteen.
5: Fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avoiding crowds is my Disneyland.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and
5: I, I wasn't able to find the, the price of a corn dog, but a uh, cream corn three cans was 80, $0.38. Cents, and mm-hmm, hamburger pricey. meat... Uh, was 89 cents for 3 pounds.
3: Okay.
5: <laughs> so, what would a hot dog uh, cost?
3: Your brain. You have such a special brain, Chris. Where I love that. I see like you see you're like, where I'm meat going meat with this. Corn you can yeah. kind yeah, of do the math,
5: math from there. We you can function a corn dog, a dog out of. Hot dog I, would cost feel, that a
3: fair or I, something. You I know like, what a corn dog is cuz <laughs> it's definitely not hamburger like soaked in wet Cream of corn.
5: Well, I feel like a good alarmy member can take that information and come up with how much a corn dog would have.
0: Can you imagine how they would serve something like that at Disneyland? Just like a slop of meat and wet
4: corn. (laughs) Oh my god. I guess that is very opening day. They're like, we didn't have time to get the corn dogs.
3: (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny. That is so gross, um,
4: Chris. I'm still very curious for the uh, the hot dog prices, uh, and I'm curious how much uh, an entrance, uh, how much was a ticket to Disneyland? Ooh, that's a
0: great question.
4: In 1955, um, I, I feel like Chris is working. He's tip tapping away. <sighs>
0: This is the job of the fact checker. It's hard work.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, it, it, do we have anything else that we want to put up on the board while Chris Should is we? This?
0: I was just going to say, do we want to just put like the heat, this heat wave that the was heat? happening on yeah, the day? Yeah, I got to put the
5: heat mm, up there.
4: Just July. July should, we should be, well, I guess it's more August um, in Europe. People just like shut down. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's too hot. We shouldn't be doing anything. Everyone go on vacation, relax, go to the beach.
0: Right. Take a siesta.
4: I feel like July, I, I don't know, in, in Southern California, it's like July, August, September, even into October, it's really too hot to be doing anything. So we should be taking yeah. those
2: three months <laughs> off,
4: you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I feel like we have a good list going on. Why don't we take a quick break and then start knocking things off?
5: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
1: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpowercom awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online h-e-l-p dot com slash alarmist
5: all right who's to blame for the disastrous opening of disneyland was it the counterfeit tickets historical entertainment desert dateline disney broadcast summer tourism power of the television industry walt disney and his executives rushed construction disney image before function plumber's strike or extreme heat.
3: Um,
4: I, I got this information for you. A hot dog in 1956 was 25 cents. And the ticket prices for Disneyland when it
3: opened, $1 for adults, 50 cents for children. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. What is it now? Like $200 for a park hopper? Something
4: like yeah. that. Yeah. It, some, it, yeah.
5: It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, a ticket is, for adults is four hot dogs. But today a hot dog is eleven dollars, <laughs> and so that would mean the ticket would be forty dollars. But it's not; it's like three hundred.
3: Wow, it's so expensive. It's crazy. Imagine taking like a family of f- four. No, you I know, you know that's You're a spending big thousands of dollars. Holy smokes! I'm seeing that
4: Disney uh, eight day park hopper plus tickets is now uh, six hundred fifty three to eight hundred twenty eight. So that's for eight
3: days. Yeah, eight days. I mean, who's going to go? There's not that's enough to. I mean, maybe Disney World, <laughs> you could do eight days, but mm, Disneyland, you need. I'd say two two days is good. Okay,
4: yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm seeing like it's in the hundred thirties, single day tickets and stuff like that. That's yeah. just
0: for Disneyland. If you want to go to California
5: Adventure, right? You gotta add on, but You're, you guys are digress. such
4: pros.
3: Um, <laughs>
4: and I'm sure
5: there's that. things that you can pay for on the app that get you to the front of the line that'll cost even more money.
3: Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, you want to go on a VIP tour where you get to like skip the line? Yeah,
5: it's,
3: like, I mean that's a lot of money.
5: It's almost like you you start to wonder if Walt Disney's whole purpose here is to is to actually like this is a business for him. Like you wonder if that's what he's going for is the money. I mean, do we put <laughs> capitalism on the board? So yes.
3: What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Although I will say it doesn't sound like that was priority when it first opened. I, I agree. can argue that you ha- can make a very good argument that now that's what disney's all about Mm. is the bottom line Mm. um especially with them instead of going with original rides and attractions it's all about that like marvel ip and Mm. you know Mm. star wars Mm. land which definitely Mm. seems like you know a cash grab so but back in the day i i wonder it seems almost more like it was Walt's. Well, has had his head in the clouds. Mm. I
0: agree. It seems like this was his dream, and maybe California adventures when the capitalism really comes into play. Because <laughs> yeah, start cashing think, yeah. in on the but new I, I IP. Think, <laughs> I think so.
4: What you said about Walt having his head on the clouds, I feel like that's a big part of it, right? The fact that he just didn't have the capacity to, you know, foresee that uh, wh- where the 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 kinks of the operation could be. Mm. I agree. He needed a Rebecca.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> I yes. should
4: have. I should have been his partner. I mm-hmm. should have been his. Uh, I, I don't know. Business, definitely business partner for sure. Yeah. Um. Now I, I, let's start seeing what we've we can knock off here because okay. it, it it feels
3: like a lot. Sure. I feel like that we can't take the counterfeit tickets off quite yet because that was bad. And I think uh-huh. yes. that uh, caused a lot of chaos. I'm thinking maybe summer tourism yeah. can go. I agree. And maybe extreme heat as well, right? Yeah. Because
4: the asphalt would have dried even in the heat if it had been given enough time to dry. hmm 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 Yeah.
5: I I, I uh, I'm not a asphalt expert, but that sounds right to me.
0: <laughs> and I'm summer thinking- tourism, it's like, they weren't even open to the, this was like a invite only. So you can't really.
3: Yeah. I think capitalism can go too because just like we were just talking about, it wasn't quite such a cash grab. It was more like a man and his dream, Mm -hmm. which is very dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. A man with his dream. What's scarier capitalism
4: or a man with a dream.
0: (laughs) Wow. Or are they the same thing?
3: Oh,
0: Um,
4: head explosion emoji right okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm thinking yeah. power of the television industry is a little I mean while there's stuff in there it seems like a little broad like uh uh-huh. for our right. purposes like you could zero in more on Dateline versus just like the television yes. industry in general
4: I absolutely agree um, and I think a rushed construction really goes down to the people who are making the calls right the executives they're you know the, the, the people who were constructing were clearly doing a great job. They they did right. Disneyland in a year. That sounds wild. I yeah. mean I know that it was always a work in progress, but um Plumber Strike.
5: Yeah, you gotta let those guys off the hook yeah. though. Though I, I, I do think um you gotta lay pipe. You have to lay the pipe in order to <laughs> <laughs> lay pipe in the terms of like writing. You have to like... We need drainage. Drainage is really stage. important.
4: Oh, don't get Chris started about drainage. <laughs> Huge we drainage have, fan. We
5: have a problem at our house. We had to resolve, <laughs> which was I've oh, spent no. a lot of time underneath in the crawl space underneath the house, <laughs> mm. oh. Um. just making sure everything's running smoothly.
3: Yes. Um, you know how sometimes when you guys do these episodes, it's like, oh, it was the perfect storm like this happened and then this happened. And it was like this, you know, it was almost like we want to blame coincidence or fate or something. I don't get that vibe here. Mm, <laughs> I, I really think that this was just Waltz being like, I can do it. I can do anything. If you put your <laughs> mind to it. Like, you know, <laughs> doo, 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 doo. like maybe he's singing a little song as he's like thinks he's invincible. And if you have a dream that you believe in, it will come true. But it's like, yes, but also like you also have to be organized.
5: Mm-hmm. Wal- mm-hmm. Walt was too immersed in his own fiction mm. of Disney that he didn't see the reality
4: it's possible.
3: See,
5: it's yeah,
4: like I the think type.
3: that's true. Especially even after the fact, Walt was like, well, that was great. Huh? Right.
5: <laughs> he really <laughs> Never even into the realized. Magic.
3: Yeah. I am.
4: Amanda... Disney
5: delusion is the, what that's called. Yes, oh,
3: Disney, Disney delusion Disney is delusion. great. Mm.
4: But I oh, also, appreciate. there's another thing I want to put up based on what Amanda was saying. And something I really dislike as well. Toxic positivity. <gasps> <gasps>
0: yes. <laughs> that's a great yes. one. Wow.
4: This is why you need me people. I feel like I'm going to I'm going to cause like this is my cause. We need some realism. None of that toxic positivity. Um, And people like Walt, as great as they were and as big as their dream was, that kind of stuff will get you in trouble.
5: I think, yeah, yeah. positivity is good is a good thing. <laughs> it's but not it's a bad to- thing it can be toxic it can be toxic
3: it can be we toxic all know those if you're people. not living in reality so right. yeah i mean walt ended up he pulled it through in the end mm-hmm. i will say that because mm-hmm. look at disneyland mm-hmm. and it's you know very similar to his uh, original vision it's true um but i do think if we're talking specifically about the opening day he thought if you can believe it you can accomplish yeah. it dream and a dream like, Sorry, Walt. Like this isn't like an Instagram post, okay? You need to actually get, you know what kind of bothers me
4: too about Walt is that he he his whole idea is the the dream a dream right? But he's not talking about all the people behind him who are making his dreams come true.
0: Right, a dream is not just a wish your heart makes. It's like all the people who are making that wish come true yeah
4: it's the amandas putting on uh, you know yeah. dressing like princesses mm-hmm. and creating that experience for someone else because walt
3: wanted it mm-hmm. <laughs> i mm-hmm. mean it's not yeah it's not cinderella it's you know it's her little birds and her little mice mm, friends i like mm-hmm. that. wow yeah sewing exactly. her dress
4: yeah those people don't get enough credit um Before we decide, because I feel like we're circling in. I I think at this point we can take the counterfeit tickets off because I think it's bigger than just like more people showed up than expected to the party. We can probably take off
3: Entertainment Desert, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like they would go to, you know, the non-Disney park that opened up right next door for open. People wanted to go. Right. This was Disney specific, right?
4: I think the broadcast was a big one. And I think Walt himself was also a big one. Um, Image before function. I feel like the Disney delusion explains that better. Yeah. That's a way better way to say that. Yeah. Um, And then toxic positivity. So between
3: these four, Mm. what are we going to pick? I mean, I think we could wrap up toxic positivity into Disney delusion because that's just sort of a more fun way to say that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And do we
4: wrap that into Disney, Walt Disney himself, the Disney delusion, or yeah, vice versa?
5: We're all we're kind of all these three things: Dateline Disney, broadcast, Walt Disney executives, and the Disney delusion are all kind of the same thing. Which is this? We're sort of just saying that this, the importance of the image of Disney, is just yeah. it, it drove people to insanity.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> well, and this idea too, like in every Disney movie, like, th-
0: like there's almost too much magic. It's like everything just gets wrapped up so easily, which is not r- realistic, but it's not you reality. Believe mm-hmm. that you it's, it's, it's fun to believe that it could happen that way. Cause it yeah. much easier that way.
4: Um, here's the thing. I feel like we can send Disney delusion to the alarmist jail, but
3: Walt gets away with it again. I feel like he's always just getting. But what away else has with he it. done? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, what else? Well, has he, he done? was. I, I mean, know. there,
3: I there is a problematic history with Walt Disney.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, there's a few more alarmist episodes probably uh, that we can do uh, based on in Walt? this area. Yes. Okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna have to dig into into
4: the history here. Just, I mean, and Street. let's let's be honest. Right now, Disney is in the news. I mean, these. This is a yes. topical. <laughs> we're talking about the opening of disney and, and while uh i think this episode is going to come out on the day actually that uh the walkouts are expected uh mm. for disney
5: wait disney's employees are trying to form a union
4: uh no they're they're um uh protesting uh disney's lack of um
3: coming out against the don't say oh, gay bill right. in in mm-hmm. florida In
0: florida, florida. yeah
3: because historically, Disney has been more vocal in support you know of the um, LGBTQ, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. community. Yeah. and so for some reason they're kind of staying mum on this, so very interesting.
5: Mm.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I, I
4: I don't know So maybe Disney delusion is better then, because it seems to continue.
0: Well, maybe he's the, you know, the birth of Disney delusion is, is Walt Disney himself, right? Like he, he dreamed up this like realistic world. So he's encapsulated in Disney delusion, if that's Mm -hmm. what we're sending to the jail.
3: I think so. And I think a lot of employees that work at Disneyland um, suffer from Disney delusion. You know, you're maybe delusional that your company actually cares about you and isn't just looking out for themselves right? Um, a little bit, but uh, that's why I I would vote for Disney Delusion, and then as far as the big slap, perhaps the
4: broadcast, right? Yeah, yeah it's just
3: I like because so, that did get the word. I mean, that literally got the word out to ninety million people.
5: Yeah. Right, <laughs> it's true. But I will say that if anybody needs a bit a bit of a cold slap across the face, it's Walt and his and his big dreams. <laughs> He's got his head up in the clouds, and what do you do to somebody who's hysterical with their big you ideas? Shake em. You shake them. You him shake them and shake give them that clean, quick slap across the face.
4: <laughs> that, at least that's what you they would have done in the kiss kiss 1950s. Him <laughs> the <lips. laughs> kiss, kiss him on the lips? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you kiss him, then you smack them. Then you yeah. shake him, then you kiss him.
4: These are all options in the 1950s. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to call it. I, I like where okay. we're at. Walt Disney and his executives. You're getting the big slap. Disney Delusion. Pack your bags. You're going to the Alarmist Jail.
3: Okay, the Alarmist Jail just got a lot more fun. <laughs> There's a
4: lot of There's a energy. bunch of cartoons
0: running around in there. It's,
4: it's almost not fair for the, you know, really bad people. It's like they shouldn't be having that much fun. I know. <laughs> um Amanda, thank you so much for coming back and joining us today. It's like you were an expert, really. We were talking to an expert. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. It's like this a two was, for one with this.
3: This was such a joy. And thank you for having me back. And I look forward to the day when we can all go to Disneyland together. Field and trip. Clayton and I can give you sort of an insider's experience. I can't You're wait. you way
0: more than me. I'm just a fan. You live the life. So, I mean, you <laughs> I really did. could live
3: the Disney life. <laughs> I have the scars to prove it.
4: (laughs) After Disneyland's opening, Walt and his staff immediately took the necessary measures to deal with the problems of low ride capacity, congested walkways, traffic jams, and slow food service. The press was invited back for a private second day to experience the true Disneyland— Disneyland Park opened to the public on Monday, July 18th, 1955 at 10 a.m. By 2 o'clock in the morning, people were already lining up outside the park's gates. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at AlarmistThePodcast. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Additional writing by Anastasia Kousakis. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing The Last Voyage of the Car Luke.